0: Hey, welcome to Collect Me, another episode. I'm your host, Richie Lascano. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing alright. I'm Chris, your co-host, and welcome to episode 7. Episode 7. I
1: can't believe that we made it this far. We're hitting almost close to hitting number 10 Yeah. Uh, on episodes. And uh, we are, I think, at the last time I checked, <clears throat> we cleared like 260 listens over the last 6 episodes. So wow. to me that's huge yeah you know what i mean uh, if I, we would have got 10 people listening to us i would have been happy well i thought we were gonna get like seven so. <laughs> you know what i mean so you <laughs> know the fact episode. that we actually have a uh a fan base uh, we have a lot of people who subscribe to us and we are literally on every platform that you can listen to podcasts
0: on now i appreciate it. i'm very grateful yeah. I, and i enjoy this i'm having a lot of fun i'm doing a lot of research i think we both are yeah. Uh, we're enjoying going through and just talking about the world, the, and especially in today's world, where collection, collecting baseball cards and memorabilia is just everywhere. It's on yeah. mainline. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see it on it's ESPN. You see it's, it it's on big CNN News. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's insane, the auctions. And I mean, it's 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 a beautiful thing if you're a collector. It's yeah. something that I've always thought was going to happen. I just never thought it would happen this year amidst the pandemic and all yeah, that's going on this absolutely. year. absolutely. But um, it's, it's a great thing. So um, this week we talk about how there was some Michael Jordan card rookie cards that nobody wanted. Uh, PlayStation has not yet been released, but already sold out. Tupac and Biggie Smalls share an auction. And a baseball card owner who got his cards back, his collection back after 20 years. Wow. Um, before we do start, though, I did
1: want to say something really quick. Uh, I just want to send... Uh, my thoughts and prayers, and I'm sure my brother shares my sentiment, to all the firefighters out there that are fighting yes. these wildfires that are out of control, you know, out here in the Snow Creek area mm-hmm. and in Northern California and also in uh, Oregon. Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, we've unfortunately had some firefighters who passed away. Yeah. Uh, so we send our condolences to their family, of course, to all the first responders who are helping take care of those people who are you know getting you know smoke inhalation and dehydration and losing homes because of the fires we just send our thoughts and prayers out to them we're hoping that these fires can get contained as soon as possible um and you know try and minimize the losses as much as they can so you know we thank you guys for your time we really appreciate
0: what you guys do for the community yeah we're very grateful we're hoping that in this time that you spend with us we can give you a little bit of uh, derailment from what you're normally used to, all the things that are going on in the world. So, we really appreciate you listening, and we, hopefully, we can bring you a little bit of joy during the next hour. So, Black like yeah, brother We're very grateful for all those who are making the sacrifice to help keep us safe uh, during these crazy times.
1: Yeah. All right. So, uh, Michael Jordan cards that nobody wanted, huh? Yeah. So, uh, I, I can go ahead and lead off with that. Um, I'm interested. Because who, I mean, it's Michael Jordan for crying out loud. Who would not want Michael
0: Jordan cards? Yeah. So recently, uh, maybe about a month ago, I think it was, um, there was a case of eight, 1986, 87 fair basketball cards uh, that were sold, you know, containing the Michael Jordan rookie cards. Number 57, one of the most famous uh, sports cards in the world. Uh, I sold for about $1.8 million. Wow. Yeah, for a case. Um, The set was uh, set up by Collect Auctions, which was based out of Wisconsin. And at the time, if I remember correctly, though, um, baseball cards were huge. And they've always been huge. Yeah. We see that today with uh, the Mike Trout rookie card and, you know, et cetera. But at that time, they were very popular. And football and basketball seemed to have taken a back seat to collectors. So when they were trying to put these cards out, which at that time, both baseball cards that was issued by tops and the Fleer, which uh, basketball cards were issued at 25 cents. Yeah. I or remember. 50, I think 50 cents. They were marked at 50 cents a piece. Um, collectors and people who sold at that time, because there used to be a lot of people who had baseball card shops, they were, they were just, they, No one wanted to buy them. No one wanted them. They never... They weren't interested in them. It was just baseball cards were more of a a collectible item than basketball cards. So at one point, they even marked down those cards to 12 cents a pack. Now, keep in mind... Wow. Yeah, so keep in mind that at that time... Michael Jordan, you know, he was already Michael Jordan by the time he was his second or third year, super popular. I think that uh, the his shoes, the Air One Jordans, which you and I were talking about, uh, I saw in an auction today. As a matter of fact, uh, they were going for about, you know, close. To, I just saw around seventeen hundred dollars for a, a pair, not game used, just a regular pair of um, Air One Jordan sneakers, the red and white ones, not the black and red ones. Uh, so today. They're super popular, but at that time there were nobody wanted them. Yeah, nobody, nobody thought. Yeah.
1: Back in those days, a lot of people understand because football and basketball and a lot of other sports have become so popular because of ESPN. Back in the seventies and
0: eighties and and back, baseball ruled the world. Absolutely. Well, especially they were more popular in our industry of collecting. You know, yeah. the Mickey Mantles and the yeah. Willie Mays and all those already had started to garner a lot of attention along uh, along with a lot of the TO6 cards and TTO6 cards. So, but basketball cards, they were, you know, because I had a lot of basketball cards mm-hmm. and I had a lot of football cards. They just weren't that popular. At one point. Uh, some some retailers that were selling those basketball the 86 player basketball cards marked them down to at least like I said between 12, 10 to 12 cents and you could buy a whole box, uh, which was which contained 36 uh, packs, for six bucks. Oh wow! Imagine so that. So a- you would probably average about maybe one and a half Michael Jordan cards for every two boxes. Yeah. You know, I just, mean, just through regular circulation of Oh and my prints. God, imagine that. So, yeah, so, I mean, now with the, the 1.8 million, we're talking about $4,143 per pack. So you get 12 boxes, 36 packs per case. So it's just interesting to me how much times have changed. Yeah. That at that time no one could no one ever thought about, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to collect this guy. One day Michael Jordan's going to be the biggest name in the universe.
1: Yeah. I um mean, because 86 87 that was about 10 years off of him becoming who everybody remembers
0: Jordan being, which is the six-ring champion. Right. Yeah, and, well, and I think that his brand is ju- is bigger than that. I mean, even when he went to baseball, yeah, I mean, just the fren- the media frenzy and all yeah, the you know. I, I've seen uh, baseball Sox, cards. Yeah. yeah, I've seen baseball cards. I saw a uh, game used bat on an auction that he used while he was uh, traveling with the uh, Birmingham Barons. That went for about a thousand dollars. Wow! So it's you know, he his brand, his name is just as strong as walmart or apple or you know any of those brands so but yeah at that time there was a time when michael jordan cards were not very popular not wanted by anyone and you could have bought a box of Mike of 86 fair for about six six dollars imagine the return on investment for that (laughs) yeah that would have been (laughs)
1: insane for 20 bucks you fight you buy four complete series packs you get say a couple michael jordan cards in there here and there yeah
0: absolutely and uh they're worth who knows how much uh, now. Well, I've seen a PSA ten Michael Jordan go as much as I think right now about sixty to eighty thousand dollars. Well, that's over a thousand dollars profit.
1: Yeah, at least you know what <laughs> I mean. Like, like the return on that for six bucks a pack or six bucks for the set is like, you know what I mean? That's that's through the roof.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, and 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 they also contained uh, Jordan stickers. Uh, in 2016, a Mint 10 graded 1986 Fair Jordan sticker sold for almost twenty thousand dollars. Wow! And in the case, you also find Carl Malone, Akim Olajuwon, Charles Barkley, Clyde Drexler, Patrick ewing uh, all, rookie cards, yeah, all known yeah.
1: big names in basketball. Some of yeah. them are even in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I mean,
1: but I mean, isn't collecting a lot of times? Everything is 2020 in hindsight. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You don't, that's the thing. There's the predictability on what's going to become popular, what's going to be worth money later on down the road, what people are going to be interested in collecting. You can kind of predict, you know, like you can try and forecast that based on the current market in that situation, but it isn't always guaranteed that that's the way it's going to go. Um, and then you find out. You know that you could have after bought this yeah. after the fact that you could have bought these whole sets for six bucks, yeah, and potentially found a Michael Jordan card that was te- worth ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, which is
0: only going to increase more. And ever since the the Last Dance documentary yeah. and all his stuff is yeah. just
1: we've talked about that
0: before. Yeah, gone. His, his
1: brand is already huge
0: to begin with. Right. Michael Jordan, you know his
1: shoes, clothing line, uh, anything Chicago Bulls from that era, jerseys and whatnot. All that stuff is is still. Really high-profile collectible stuff. Um, The Last Dance comes out, and it made it popular again to own it. I see a lot of kids who I didn't think would be Chicago Bulls fans wearing Chicago Bulls hats and jerseys, and so on. And this is like a a younger generation, you know. So it it only continues to feed that Michael Jordan
0: fire and
1: keep him relevant.
0: And I think it was only, but it's really only up until this year, Chris. Where memorabilia and baseball cards became a viable way of providing an income. Yeah. I mean, I have been collecting, you know, you know, you and I, but you know, I've been collecting since I was a kid. And yeah. for many years, like, oh, you know, uh, I'm going to go buy some baseball cards. Like, aren't you a grown man? I'm like, yeah, I love collecting baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. But it was kind of like a little bit of a joke, a little bit of shame. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now... A lot of people are seeing like, oh my gosh, this is a viable way yeah. to invest, it, to make an income, you know, there's, you know, and it's not just baseball cards or sneakers or, you know, so many ways of, of memorabilia for people to make money off of this. Yeah, that it,
1: it it almost reminds me of the uh, early DC Comics mm-hmm. uh, artists and, and creators, uh, you know, the Marvel guys, Stan Lee and, and those guys, when they would go to parties and they would you know, they tell, talk about in documentaries where they would have to say they were writers or they, they were this or they were that. They wouldn't specifically say they were comic book. because people would be like but aren't those for kids aren't you a grown man yeah you know like uh, a writer somebody who writes in the weekly journal the new york times the usa today right that's a writer right and you write comics you know but who knew that eventually stan lee was going to become the standout figure for all comics
0: even including dc uh image dark horse everybody yeah um, well, because you see them in the movies now. Yeah, I mean, and they let's be honest. I, I, in my opinion, and I don't, I don't actually have any. I haven't done any research, or I don't have any actual statistics. But just based on my feeling and what I've seen, Marvel comics are probably the biggest draw in the last ten years. You know that that Marvel Infinity. Yep. yep. I mean, that was huge. What was it like two years ago? The Infinity Wars. The yeah. Infinity War. Yeah. Thank yep. you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't see it after, right off the bat, but it sold out for months, yeah. and no one was allowed to talk about it.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, like, they you were, were, were shamed. Contract,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, even after you saw the movie as a fan. Like, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember listening on the radio. I think it was like star 98.7. And they were talking about how no one was allowed to really talk about yeah. how the movie ended yeah. because it was just like, because nobody
1: know. wanted to ha- give, have it given away. Yeah. No, no, nobody
0: wanted spoiler alerts. Yeah.
1: And, and because those, those movies were so huge and popular with, with, uh, uh, with pop culture. You know, people didn't want to know how the ending was going to go because they were eventually going to go watch the movie, right. and they wanted to have every single surprise possible. Right, right. You know, given by the movie, which I, I totally understand. I, know, I totally understand. Not, I'm not, I'm not, understand that too. All I'm I saying mean, is that that's, that's one of the reasons why, me personally, I don't waste no time when those movies come out. I go and watch them <laughs> I, because I somebody's eventually going to slip up. And say something that I didn't want to hear. Especially in
0: this day and age of social media.
1: And so I just go and watch them. And then I'll give you a time. Like, if the movie's been out for four months and you still haven't gone to see it, don't get upset if I spoil it for you. Because you've had four months. <laughs> you know what I'm, I mean? I'm not sure about the actual protocol or then, etiquette I don't is. think there's, like, an etiquette or protocol for it. But come on, man. I get busy schedules. Everybody's got a busy schedule. But, you, you know, go and check it out. But Yeah, I mean, there's different
0: platforms if you can't see it like I, I know i don't know if i told you but i went to a drive-in yeah you told me about yeah, with that. my friend jacob michael who's an actor he's what he's in starting the movie uh on lifetime please check it out uh her is called her deadly mate i think it's called and i went to with my daughter as well and um drive-ins are open so you can you can stream it so that yeah so to your point if you really want to watch it it's available yeah Yeah, so. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, who would imagine? uh, Unpopular Michael Jordan card. So, uh, just a quick, another little bit uh, fact. Uh, The case uh, can can contain up to 40 Michael Jordan rookie cards. Oh, wow. Imagine that. So 12, 12, 12 boxes, and each box has thirty six packs. That's crazy. So you can have, you can get a chance of up to forty it's, Michael Jordan rookie cards. And this is not like a normal thing. It's very hard to find yeah. cases that yeah. big. Maybe some boxes, but cases.
1: Yeah. Um. It it, it
0: it almost makes
1: you wish you owned a time machine to be able to go back in time with that knowledge and hit up anywhere that sold baseball cards that were selling them, you know, so cheap, yeah, 12 cents a pack yeah, and just buy as many as you possibly can. Even if you spent a thousand dollars, which at that time in 86, 87 might've seemed like a lot of money for baseball cards, but with the knowledge that you had, knowing that you were going to, Own cards that were going to potentially be worth tens of thousands of
0: dollars. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Among, like I read, the other rookie cards that also are worth a lot of money. I don't know if anybody knows, but there's a a rookie, uh, there's a card by Johnny Moore in that set. Oh really? Yeah, and because it has a low population of PSA 10s, it goes for about 4 or 5 grand. Now, most people have never heard of Johnny Moore. No. But population does also affect a lot uh, of It affects the it price. a lot. Uh, and so there's not a lot of PSA 10s, and so Johnny Moore, if you're out in the eBay universe or wherever you you know, go to buy stuff and you see a Johnny Moore PSA 10, get it because it's it's a very rare card to find. Uh, he's not a super popular athlete. But uh, in the collecting world, uh, he's a superstar. Yes, yes. So uh, I was,
1: you know, doing our usual research on what we were going to be looking up and, and talking about for the podcast. Uh-huh. And in the course of that, I stumbled upon the. Uh, PS5. Uh, For anybody who doesn't know what the PS5 is, that's the Sony PlayStation 5. It's the fifth edition of the console that's coming out. Oh, the
0: Uh, PlayStation
1: 5, okay. Yeah, so the original PlayStation came out September 1995. Mm -hmm. So it has now been, what, uh, 25 25 years years that PlayStation originally uh, uh, created uh, a player console uh, for video game playing mm. and has become one of the most popular consoles, uh, um, that they use for like, uh, esports competitions and, and things like that.
0: Which is huge.
1: Yeah. A- you, you know, I don't know if you know this, Chris, but high school and colleges have esports. Yeah. I know. I, okay, I yeah. keep up with that stuff now, uh, only because it's so huge and it's, and it's so relevant. There's actually a, a, uh, uh, a documentary on netflix i don't remember the name of it i just saw it the other day though uh and it talks about that it's a it's like a five chapter uh deal it talks about how video games got started and how they ended up uh now uh with esport competitions yeah worldwide too it's yeah. not just the united states it's international
0: well i know that in downtown la at the staples center once a year they have a league yeah. of, league of uh, legends league of legends yep and it's huge. I mean, yeah, the huge. the prices go into the millions. Millions. Yeah. yeah. So the
1: PS5, uh, not yet released, uh, only pre-orders are, are available right now, has sold out, uh, which I figured it would. Mm-hmm. Sony was selling them for the four ninety nine, which is a typical price. Um, so it started se- September seventeenth. You could pre-order. They're not actually going to be released until November the twelfth. Oh wow. Yeah. So they sold out. Um, so if you were able to get one at the price of $4.99, you were lucky. Because once people got a hold of them and they knew that the price can be upped so that people who wanted them, uh, would pay more money, you started seeing them go between $7.50 and $1,000. That's insane. You can get them with Blu-ray, you can get them without Blu-ray. Depending on whether you're just a home gamer or the kind of gamer who likes to also watch movies and also likes to connect to the internet and do all these things that these uh, that these consoles do so the reason why it caught my attention though is because you have people who always buy things so that they could eventually sell it for a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody bought one put it online the bidding started at $800
0: dollars. I'm sorry for what now? For the for the PS Five, eight hundred dollars. Oh, so this is like a secondary market. Yes. Okay.
1: There's been eleven bids so far. Oh no way! And take a guess how much this console is going for? Well,
0: you said that it started at eight hundred. I'll say uh, about five grand. Close. Twenty-five thousand dollars. Twenty-five grand.
1: Twenty-five thousand dollars for the PS for the PS Five, and there's no. Particular thing about this PS5 that makes it any different than so the other So it's not ones. like I can
0: drive this to my my job. Or no, something. I'm not living you in it. You, I'm not living yes, in my PS5. Can't
1: live in it. You, it's not. It's not going to take you from point A to point B. Okay, it's a regular Bluetooth PS5 console. So why is that? I don't understand. There's no rhyme or reason to it except the fact that they're in such high demand that. Um, People are willing to spend that kind of money now. See And and, I mean, it's just the market, when it comes to collecting, Mm -hmm. you eventually come to a point every 5, 10, 15 years where the market starts to dictate prices have
0: to go up. You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, but sometimes you create a bubble, though. That's true. like we do see in the housing market Where things get so expensive That it just kind of collapses Because no one can no longer afford
1: Yes, absolutely Um, But, I mean I get why that happens with housing For some reason With gaming mm -hmm. I think people are willing to spend that kind of money Because gaming is such a huge Market Nowadays, like we were talking about earlier If you are good at it and you're one of the first people to get a PS5 and get the brand new 2021 Madden or 2021 NBA. Yeah, yeah. And you compete at these things to try and make money. Yeah. Spending $25,000 doesn't seem like a whole big deal if you're going
0: to win 100000 right. or a no, million. Of course, yeah. You know? I mean, I think this is why some of the most popular items bought at Home Depot are candies and snacks because it's an impulse. It's an impulse. Impulse buys. buys yes, you know people definitely. are impulse betting in this situation where I think Absolutely. they're just betting. Like I gotta get this. It's like the FOMO, what they call it, fear of missing out. Yeah, fear of missing out, and and it's crazy. It
1: and and it is. It doesn't just happen with these consoles. This has been going on for forty years. There's always that pop culture item Whether it was cabbage patch dolls I think we talked about that uh, in the episode You know, know, uh, anything that had to do with You know, certain types of toys Star Wars, cabbage patch dolls You know, uh, uh, garbage pail cards Baseball cards The popularity Of them is there But the people create The demand for it Mm -hmm. And because we create a demand for it That ups the price and
0: everything that gets sold. So what is Sony? Do you know anything that Sony is saying about this? Because it sounds kind of like... I haven't read anything outside of the article. It was actually a very short
1: article. It didn't give me a whole lot of information. I wish it I'm wish. i sure
0: people have. are going to be very frustrated. Um, because not everybody has... Well, I mean, very few people are going to have $25,000 to on a game console. Yeah. But even so... Very few people are still going to have, you know, it's going to eight, $900 plus shipping and taxes and, yes. you know, et cetera. Yes. We're looking at almost $1,000. Know, $1, and
1: like I said, the article was very short. It didn't give a whole lot of information. I wish it would have gave me more, you know, to lead with. Um, it just basically worded it in, in a sense that you know it's at $25,000 for 11 bids a Sony PlayStation console um the fact that they haven't been released i'm sure adds to that yeah because if they were released and people could buy them at you know your local gaming store i don't see any reason why anybody would want to pay $25,000 for it if you could pay $500 for it at, at a you know at like uh, those little uh, stores where they sell video games and stuff like that. Don't remember what they're called My stepson would probably know More about that
0: So you think that I wonder if this is part of Just like a big marketing ploy For Sony Like You know what I gonna get that feeling We're gonna get We're gonna release Very limited So it creates this Frenzy It's like their way of Like you know Like what Uh Celebrities to do with the sex tape or yeah, you know, sometimes you know some yeah. type of scandals like yeah. it was just their way to get yeah. back into yeah. I mean, Circulation er-
1: everything nowadays is PR. It, it really is yeah. uh, the more publicity you can get on Things like this uh, Celebrities or whatever it may be, you know, pl- PR plays a huge part and the reason why people want things so badly. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know when the Tommy Lee and and Pamela Anderson sex tape came out, it was cr- the high demand. You know everybody wanted to see if they can get a copy of that somehow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I think I think you you know kind of hit the nail on the head. I get the same feeling. I think I'm not accusing Sony of anything. No, of but course not. But. They may have. Okay. Put these bids in, create this <laughs> frenzy so that people say, oh, well, $25,000 sounds like a lot, but what is it about this console? I, I Maybe I need it. Maybe I want it, you know? Yeah. Or, or maybe... There's being you know maybe the guy who's selling it is selling it with like extra video cartridges that uh, haven't come out yet either. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big gamer. I don't know a lot yeah, about not, the yeah. PlayStation yeah. market or or video games and stuff like that. I've never been a video game guy even yeah. when I was a kid. Um, I, I my video game days stopped with Nintendo. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, so uh, there could be more to the story. I I'm not sure what it is. It just. Kind of threw me off the when I saw twenty five thousand no, dollars for a PlayStation. That seems like an excessive amount of money for something that you can spend five hundred dollars on if you're just willing to wait
0: six months. Right, and I mean again, it's September. Late, let's uh, say the twentieth. Yeah. So we're we're heading towards the
1: the holidays, the holiday season,
0: yeah. and you know we want to make sure that people, you know. So I'm sure yeah. they're going to release more. I would. I'm panic. sure they absolutely. I'm sure they're are. gonna have to release more. Yeah. And I'm sure they're just doing this in uh, that way it's like, oh, we'll create this uh, frenzy, like we we mentioned, and then it just create it corners some PR, and then like everyone's like, oh, we're, the PlayStation Five uh, has Scott here. Yeah. So. You
1: know, and then bragging rights to, oh, well, I got one when, I guess before the they Xbox. were released. Yeah. You know, I got this. I got that.
0: You know, it's 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 funny how that stuff works. So, uh, so Tupac and Biggie uh, share an option.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, another story I that. read online. Uh, I'm sure a lot of our fans are familiar with uh, with uh, uh, Tupac Shakur and uh, Biggie Smalls. Uh, actually
0: real name is Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. They're. Uh, I mean, I think we both agree they were great talents. Oh, absolutely! You know, great music. Two great of the talents. Most iconic.
1: I mean, Hip hop artists of all time.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you talk about some of the greatest bands of the '90s, Nirvana, you know, and things of that nature. I mean, yeah. you're gonna definitely mention Tupac. They're they're the up there with with
1: bands like Nirvana, Guns N' Roses, the yeah. Led Zeppelins, the Beatles, because they're the kind of guys that their stars shine so bright. They changed the game. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Their talent was so awesome that they they set a a, a precedent on how and who you were going to listen to in music. You know what I mean? These two guys, very iconic, also known unfortunately for the East Coast West Coast feud that took place in the 90s. Yeah. That eventually ended both of their lives. Yeah. Um, I believe Biggie passed away uh, March 9th, 1997. And Tupac. In LA. A year, yeah, in LA. Yeah. And Tupac a year before that. And September the 13th, 1996.
0: Yeah, that was in Las uh, Vegas. In Las Vegas. After
1: watching uh, Mike, Tyson uh, Mike Tyson fight. Tyson fight yeah. And and uh um, biggie in la after uh, a concert mm-hmm. so no, it was an award show no
0: oh, I actually you're right
1: it was an award yeah. show so uh, uh the reason why I brought them up is because a couple of uh, their items came up for auction uh things that you won't be able to find you know uh, so uh they're like anywhere one, else one of a kind one of a kind items, items. um they ha- they did other artists uh and and so on. I didn't think they were as relevant as what they what these two did. So the uh, if a lot of people know Biggie Smalls or are a big fan of Biggie Smalls, there's a particular portrait of him where he's sitting down in like a king throne mm-hmm. with a crown on his head. It isn't a fancy crown, it's not a real crown, it's actually plastic. Um, he's in his colorful sweaters. Everybody knows Biggie Smalls always wear those those big Colorful, you know, sweaters and stuff real stylish guy the way he dressed and whatnot um, and that picture was taken or that portrait was done and Then three days later he was killed Mm. That crown that he had somebody kept it. It was autographed by him Chris Wallace and that went into an auction and then also in the auction was some love letters from Tupac when he was a fifteen-year-old kid to one of his first girlfriends. Uh, that contained uh, not just how much he loved that particular girl at that moment, yeah. but a lot of that. A lot of those letters had wording that eventually were going to be a part, a part of
0: wow, the poems no and
1: stuff that he was going to write uh-huh. for his raps and so on. So they had originally predicted. Uh, about ten to twenty thousand dollars for the for the uh, Tupac letters, uh-huh. um, because that's one of those things. Like I said, you'll never be able to get a set of those again, uh-huh. and it's in his writing, authenticated. Yeah, but they actually sold for seventy five thousand six hundred. I would imagine. I would you know, imagine. Yeah, over a hundred and fifty percent more than what they originally thought. And then with the uh, Biggie Smalls uh, uh, crown. They had originally predicted around two hundred to three hundred thousand. They actually sold it for over six hundred thousand dollars. How much do you think that crown cost?
0: Probably, I mean, it's a plastic crown. It can't cost five me. bucks. Yeah, I was at gonna say, it can be. It can't be more than ten bucks. It was a plastic crown. I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember too. Uh,
1: the restaurant I work at, we actually have that portrait up. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Um. Um. Our bar isn't like a. Like a uh, like a sports bar, nothing like that. But we do carry some, you know, pop culture items in there, you know, because we cater to a younger crowd, and that's one of the ones that's that we have there that stands out. I recognize it because I'm a big, you know, Biggie Smalls fan. Yeah. Um. But now I'm gonna look at that portrait a lot differently <laughs> because I'm gonna look at that crown and say, you know what? Number one, he died three days after Taking posing that picture, for that. Yeah. And then his, that crown would like you said, probably 10 bucks at Walmart and it went for $600,000 and it, it wasn't a metal crown with actual jewels or, or like replica jewels or, or, you know, uh, what do they call those uh, diamonds that they're not real diamonds. They're called, uh, uh, I can't remember the name right now, but, uh, cubic zirconian, uh-huh. which are worth money. Uh-huh. They're not real diamonds, but cubic zirconians are worth money. Um,
0: it was just a plastic crown with fake plastic jewels, you know? Yeah, but it goes to show, like, I think we've talked, at least I know I've mentioned this, where when it comes to memorabilia, it's the history that's tied into it that makes it the value, that gives it its value. Absolutely. And in this case, like you said, three days before, he unfortunately was murdered, um, which they never found no, and either in either case, in either case, yeah, yeah, they're they're both unfortunately became cold cases, yeah, unsolved.
1: Um, there's a lot of conspiracy theories behind them, but yeah. nobody really but, knows. Th- yeah, that's that's a whole
0: different podcast. Yeah, we're <laughs> not
1: we're not Joe Rogan. We're not going to get into that right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, so but it's just the history that that crown is tied into, and I think that people, um, and it's not just the history; it's what they feel. Like yeah. there's a passion. Oh, yeah. yeah, like I like I love, I'm a big Beatles fan. I love the Beatles, and it's it's owning a part of that and bringing me closer to somebody that I admire. Absolutely. And I and I could definitely see Notorious B.I.G. because he wasn't like at that time the typical rapper. You know, no. he was an overweight guy. You know, I mean, it just it seemed like he came from a very hard. I saw yeah, I saw he well, I, he, he, I, he I saw his being a, a crack dealer. And, yeah, yeah. and selling drugs on the streets yeah. and stuff. So you know, but yeah. But he was super talented, you know, and I remember just constantly listening to a lot of his, his music at that oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge
1: Biggie Smalls fan. I love his music. One of my favorite albums, Hypnotize. Hypnotize.
0: Yeah, um, you know. But I think uh, people feel that connection with just like I do with some sports people. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean I still
1: think about the day that Kobe died. Yeah. I still feel like I lost a family member that day. You know, I think unfortunately for Kobe's passing, COVID kind of took away from that because yeah. he died in uh, in January, and literally a couple months later the whole COVID thing started and it took everybody off of what happened. Yeah. Um, so you know I'm sure that people buy these items, the crown, these love letters, like you said not just because they were great rappers and and because of their stories and stuff, but it helps them become closer to that artist that they idolize. You know, maybe, maybe the guy who bought the crown is going to give it to his son and, and maybe his son will be inspired by that and become a great rapper one day. You know what I mean? And so, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that celebrities like that, when they pass away, uh, especially when it's, when it's an untimely passing, that it would affect us in such a way because we know them, but we don't know them on a personal level, right? But it still affects us. I I, I cried when Kobe passed away. I was upset when Robin Williams died, you know Yeah, I it, remember that I was in Pittsburgh at the
0: time that unfortunately, it's just
1: these these guys these artists uh, uh, whether they be you know musicians or, or actors or sports figures they're in our
0: lives. They're a part of our lives. We make them a part of our lives. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, when I come home, uh, first thing I do, I mean, obviously I say hi to my family, but um, I look up, did the, the Dodgers win? Right yeah. now, oh, just, yeah. You and I just watched the Lakers win game two of the Western Conference Finals. Absolutely. With a great shot by Anthony Davis. Yes. So A D pulled through the Unibrow. Uni yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, and it's I think it's building those memories where you and I are watching the Laker game, we're watching the Dodger game, you know, and as as we get older from the kids to having our own children, yeah. And when we were children to having our own children, you know, I think people still Hold fondly those memories and they want any connection they can still hold on to. Absolutely.
1: I so I, no, I do.
0: Yeah. So I think that part of that is yes, there's history also, and then there's the connection that people feel in this case to both Tupac and to the notorious B.I.G Yeah. Are, and I mean, like for me very personally, missed. you know, going back to the
1: Kobe thing really quick after his passing, uh, I had my wife, and then she did it willingly uh, because she loves me. I love you too, wifey. <laughs> um, she got me. Everything that had to do, and every co- every uh, magazine, newspaper, regardless of what it was, that had everything to do with his passing. Mm. i wanted to have and own everything just like i did when i uh when walter payton passed away who to me is my favorite running back of all time yeah. because i'm a bears fan i'm being biased well but no, when he passed I'm a,
0: away i'm not a bears fan and i think walter payton definitely one of the greatest running backs that i've ever seen football
1: um when he passed away uh from uh, uh bile duct cancer and 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 uh and other illnesses that he had unfortunately uh I the very next day I went and bought that newspaper. I had to have it. Yeah. I still have it to this day. I've kept it hidden away because I didn't want it to get ruined or messed up. I don't want it to get. Yeah, I don't want
0: it to lose color or you know because it's an well, old newspaper now. Do you so. remember we went to Arizona, right? Do you remember when we went to Arizona? We saw the, the was. Did you go with us? It was me and unfortunately he's no longer uh, married to our sister. But Adrian, did you go with us to Arizona? I think we took the kids. And we went to the World Baseball Classic. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, I yeah. Was, you were I there, right? The, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay.
0: And then it what happened? So happened that weekend that we were there that Kirby Puckett yeah had passed away yeah, in Arizona, I and I still have that paper that I bought from the Arizona newspaper announcing Kirby Puckett's passing. Cuz yeah. to me I grew up watching Kirby yeah. Puckett. Yeah, oh he's a great one of the player. best best yes. players. That he's guy so could hit a
1: ball, my oh yeah. my
0: god. Yeah, great hitter. I mean just I mean, you know, it was it was an awesome player. No, he was. And so I was also sad at the fact that Kirby Puckett had passed away. So, you know, we do see things that in our lives people that don't know us and we don't know them. But I think that's the beautiful thing about life is that somehow we all stay connected, whether it's through sports or through entertainment or through co-working together or neighbors or people we go to church with. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. one way or another we're all connected one way to another. Yes, we so, are. So I mean I don't I cannot see why memorabilia should be any different in that regard. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate but I'm glad. I mean I'm 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 I am i am i do not know who sold these or who bought these, but good luck to all of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have you have some nice pieces of history. I mean definitely yes, they do. Tupac yes, writing they do. love letters when he was a teenager, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen year old kid. Yeah, who would later on probably use some of that material to write some of the best songs. Uh, ever rap songs ever so so yeah, so Tupac and Biggie shared an auction, and then uh, so there was an interesting story. I'm always, you know, like we always talk about, we love happy endings, yes, in collecting world. There was a guy who had collected a lot of memorabilia, specifically baseball cards and basketball cards. His name was Kevin Kelly. He had accumulated a sizable collection, but he had stashed it away in a safe safety secu- uh, security box at a bank. Uh, fast forward 20 years later, he kind of lose contact with that. Uh, the bank uh, kind of gets a letter from this, the government saying, hey, you know what? We need to clear some of this stuff out. Yeah. We need to sell it. We need to raise money or we need to return it to the owner. Yeah. So this is in the state of Missouri. It turns out that the state treasurer was able to locate this guy, Kevin Kelly, and return. He had, like, thousands of dollars worth of basketball cards and football cards. Oh, wow. So after 20 years, he gets reunited with his collection. In his collection, he had a uh, 1980 Larry Bird Magic Johnson rookie oh, card. Oh, wow. Uh, Man, 50, yeah. Uh, 53, Bowman Mickey Mantle. A 1960 Mickey Mantle, a 1962 uh, Lou Brock rookie card, autographed, an autographed by Stan Musial rookie card, Joe Montana rookie card, Ozzy Smith, Tiger Woods, which had all gone up, you know, obviously considerable ba- value in the last 20 oh, years. without a doubt. And they were located in a safety deposit box. The state had unclaimed property. They have an unclaimed property division. And since so much time had passed away, they thought they would try to find the. the if you get a chance, there's a nice picture. Maybe we could post it to social media. Yeah. And you see the two guys. The guy, the state treasurer. His name is uh, Scott Fitzpatrick, and he's standing next to Kevin Kelly. And you see like this whole bench, like you know, you go to picnic. At yeah, the park. yeah, yeah. There's a bench just full of basketball cards and baseball cards, like hundreds and hundreds of them. So they returned Man. that. Uh, so it was kind of a you know. It's it's it was a good definitely a good feel good start. This guy probably thought, you know what? I had all this I collected, I invested so much time, so yeah. much money and so much passion. It's gone forever. I've oh, never going to man, see them again. Yeah. And then you get a call That's from, from the state treasurer saying, "Hey, I think this belongs to you. How would you like it back?" Oh my god. Can you I, imagine?
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't even know what I would do to be honest with you. I mean, I look around my room where we record our podcast, and we've said it many times before. My brother can tell you the amount of stuff that I have collected, and yeah. it's not even everything.
0: Right, just a portion I, of it.
1: Yeah, it's just a portion of it. I still have things put away in tubs that I wish that I'm. I'm sure my wish, my wife wishes she can get rid of. <laughs> but if I lost this stuff, you know, and I didn't know what happened to it, I would obviously move on with my life. I wouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm die because of it, but a part of me would die. Oh, of course a part of me would definitely die because Coming into this room like I sound like a broken record, but coming into this room Every single time I do and I look at the stuff that I have and that i've been able to collect over the years And it just makes me feel good. Yeah, you know, what I mean um So I can only imagine what this guy went through knowing that he had these things that he loved and that he thought he put them in a, what was considered to be a safe place. Right. And then all of a sudden, he feels like he lost his grip on it just so that 20 years later, he can be re, you know reunited with his stuff. I mean, I would definitely, you know, I would probably break down crying. Like, <laughs> and, 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 you know, it, and of course, it, you know, out of happiness of getting everything back. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's just... That's crazy, you know? And after 20 years, because sometimes when most things are lost for that long, they're usually lost.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're gone forever. I mean, especially with the knowledge that we have today. You know, one of the things that I noticed with the internet, you know, for many years, I would go to garage sales or I would go to little uh antique shops around the valley you know here in Palm Springs India, Ponosa whatever and I would try to shop for memorabilia yeah and f- sometimes I would find a really good deal like oh my gosh you know what the internet did was it kind of created a level of a, a fair a, a, flare, a fair a playing field that was fair for everyone yeah so in other words people could research their stuff now and know the value of it, whereas you know, and just by the Absolutely. fingertips. Whereas before they just kind of went by what they probably heard or someone told them, yeah. or they just guessed. That's how they would come up with the value. But yeah. with the internet, and so the yep. reason why Google I, it. I'm sorry, yeah, you could just Google it now. know, and uh, there's so much out there. So why I bring that up is because I'm sure that if they, if someone would have been. Not so honest. They probably would have googled, and said, "Hey, you know what? I have an idea. These are worth some money," and they probably could have sold it or whatever. But it's such a great story. I'm glad they're still honest people. Absolutely. That you know this Absolutely. guy. You know what I mean? And, and and to me, I have a lot of I, like I have a I have a perfect ten, Ricky Henderson baseball card. Okay, I don't know how much it's worth. I haven't looked at it, but the last time I saw it was about twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. It's not about the price. It's that I remember when I bought that card. No, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I remember when I bought my Jerry West West PSA 9 rookie card. You know, I remember when I bought my, you know, when I I bought, buy packs of upper deck to collect the King Griffey Jr. So it's all these things that are, uh, you know, this emotional value or these emotional things I did that are connected to it. A lot of emotions. That means a lot to me. It's not just money. Oh, I I know. I, I have a sad story
1: that to this day. You know, 20 years later, if I could have the same luck as this guy, I would probably one of the, I'd be the happiest man in the world. <laughs> um, but about 20 years ago, this is, you know, way in the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, matter of fact, over 20 years ago, uh, one of my best friends in the world, a guy I've known for close to 35 years named Juan Angulo, him and his wife at the time bought me a Chicago Bears Letterman jacket. Oh, wow, it was oh my god, it was such a beautiful jacket and uh, uh, It said established in 1930, you know when the Chicago Bears were becoming the Chicago Bears mm-hmm. and so on and so forth It was a beautiful old-school uh, Chicago Bears letterman jacket So I was working at a restaurant at the time in Cathedral City and uh, I don't know why I wanted to wear that jacket to work that day, but I did and I regretted it ever since uh, I went, hung it up in what was our coat closet. Went to work, got off of work, and when I went to the coat closet, it was gone. Oh no way! Um, and as much as the manager wanted to argue with me that that it wasn't an employee who took it, it who else would have done? Who else would have done that? Yeah. Who
0: else has access to that? I know.
1: It was an employee closet to hang things up. Right. And it wasn't even in the front of the restaurant where people could get to it. It was in the back by yeah. the kitchen. Yeah. So an employee stole it. I, I made a big deal out of it. I wanted them to check cameras. The manager wouldn't do that. So it always gave me the suspicion that he knew who took it. Yeah, he probably was the person. He
0: took it himself. Like
1: no, and, Chris, it wasn't anybody here. <laughs> and it wasn't because it was worth a lot of money.
0: Right. It was.
1: It was given it- to me by somebody that I consider to be a brother. You're right. You know, uh, a man that was in my wedding when I married my wife. Yes. You know, uh, my friendship with Juan. Has been something that I hold near and dear to my heart all these thirty plus years together. Mm-hmm. So him giving me something like that meant a lot to me. The same of way course. I've given him things right. that mean a lot to him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you, you guys have a bromance. I get it.
0: Basically, yes, <laughs> we do. <laughs> you know, hey, it's twenty twenty. I, I ain't, I ain't afraid to admit it. So in this scenario, who's who's JD and who's Turk? <laughs> <laughs> He's JD. I'm definitely Turk. There's
1: no doubt about that. Uh, and for people who don't know what JD and Turk is, it's a reference to the TV show called Scrubs. Yes. Uh, two guys who basically, you know, they went to high school together, college together, and then ended up working together at Sacred Heart Hospital. The reason why I know so much information about that show, it is my favorite doctor's show of all time. It's in my top five favorite shows of Even all time. Even more than Emergency? Yeah, even more than emergency. I love emergency. Emergency was a good show, but JD and Turk made me laugh. <laughs> but uh, it, it just, yeah, that I mean, because when you, you know you're bringing up how much these things are, you know, mean to us and right. how emotional things are, and and you remembering buying certain cards and and so on and so forth, you know, and I I loved that jacket. I loved that jacket. I used to wear it everywhere. I, I guess, and at that time I wasn't collecting as much stuff. I had barely gotten into collecting, yeah um, and it was a it was a gift, you know, so it was it had it didn't have monetary value, it had emotional you know mm-hmm. friend value, yeah, you know, so I wish I had the luck that this guy had of uh, well, being able to find his stuff twenty years later. You never know, Chris, it might just turn out it, it would be I mean, so nice, and I guarantee you if I saw it, I would recognize it because I could still picture exactly how that jacket looked in my head
0: I mean, could you imagine this guy, Kevin Kelly? 20 years later, he's probably. I'm sure he thought, you know what? This is gone. I mean, they're going to see Mickey Mano, they're going to see Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Joe Montana, Tiger Woods. And they're gonna and they're gonna and it's gone someone sold it or you know, what I mean Yeah, absolutely. Here he is. He's standing I see a picture of him standing right in front of it Just kind of going over all his collection Yeah, because
1: there's no doubt there was definitely an opportunity there like you said for somebody to say hey this might be worth
0: something Yeah, so kudos to the missouri state treasury department and uh scott Fitzpatrick for for doing the right thing and uh, We definitely applaud you. It's it's great that people are still honest at least in that particular area of government Yes. Uh, so I just wanted to give a feel-good story. Uh, that's, no, that's always awesome it's story. always good. Yeah, it's always good and encouraging to yeah. to hear that it, things still uh, positive things could still happen. Next today. time
1: we have to make sure that we we throw the tagline in again. Are you ready for a feel-good story?
0: <laughs> so uh, next week on a very special blossom. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't even get started, like because
1: me. my sisters used to watch that show when we were kids. I hated that show with a passion. I I can honestly say I was a Punky Brewster fan, but I was a kid, so... Yeah. You know, watching a girl show didn't, wasn't a big deal back then. But Blossom? Oh, God, that show just annoyed me. <laughs> my sisters used to like watching it, and it... Uh, it,
0: it was a horrible show. Never watched any of those shows.
1: So, um... All right, so... For... Those out there who are looking to collect uh, uh, unique items, um, I like to always talk about uh, Funko Pops. It's one of my favorite things to collect, and there's always a Funko Pop being made of somebody. Mm -hmm. And so recently, uh, anybody who knows who Ruth Bader Ginsburg is, unfortunately passed away a few days ago. She is uh, very well known because she was a big uh, uh, advocate for women's rights. Mm -hmm. Uh, She wrote books. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she is the she was a Supreme Court justice who was appointed by Bill Clinton. And uh, uh, she died September eighteenth of this year, uh, just a couple days ago. Yep. And to honor her, uh, Funko Pop made a pop of her, as well as a bobblehead was made of her. Oh wow! In honor of her, I. Don't know if they're doing it for like charity or something. Uh again, once again it was a short article, didn't didn't get into it too much. Uh I seen it online. I, I looked it up and and uh um seen that they were gonna do that. I think it's really awesome that they did that. Yeah, absolutely. Because she was a really important figure, not just in women for women, but for our country uh, uh uh, in general, mm-hmm. um, because she was the second woman who ever was a part of the Supreme Court justice yeah, who served. Yeah, uh, who served? Uh, she followed behind. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Sandra Day. O'Connor. Sandra Day O'Connor, who was appointed by Ronald Reagan, you said right? Yep,
0: 1980,
1: yeah, nineteen eighty. And Bill Clinton appointed her to that position as well. Um, she was. It was. She was crucial in a lot of cases mm-hmm. that had to do with women's rights. Uh, uh, getting women. Uh, uh, their 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 justice and laws that were pretty much you know in place to kind of defeat women from winning legal cases like right. rape cases, abuse cases, uh, uh, physical abuse cases, uh, spousal uh, abuse, and so and so on. So you know, I think it's really cool that Funko Pop went out of the way to do something like that for her because. Number one, Funko Pop, they more, cater more a lot to pop culture stuff. You can't really say Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a pop culture icon. Right. If you know her, it's because you follow politics or you follow the U.S. government. And so you know people like that. Um, so the fact that they did that for her, I think is pretty awesome. Um, they realized her value as a person and as a woman. Mm-mm. To be able to create something like that and, and put it out there, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you ever got the chance to see the Notorious RBG. Yes, I it did. It was a documentary. I did see it uh, quite about six months ago, I think it was. Um, I saw it on Netflix, I believe, and it was great. I mean, just what she had to endure, being the only woman at a lawyer school. Um, yeah. She had just had a baby. But it, it did seem like her husband would support her. Yes. So she was trying to nurse his baby, be a mom, be a wife. And then, I mean, her contributions to what she, I mean, she had a big impact. And I'm glad, like you said, that we're still honoring her. I think she's going to get buried uh, at the National Cemetery in Arlington. Yeah. That's, uh, which is a big deal here. It, in it is. That's a big yeah. deal. Uh, to me that's a big deal, and, and it is to a lot of Americans. Yeah, so sure. Because that that's a hero cemetery. Yeah, absolutely, and, and deservedly so. I mean, she made a lot of. I mean, she made a lot of sacrifices and important contributions. So uh, we are sad that she unfortunately passed away. Uh, we we are uh, wishing positive thoughts and prayers to her family. Yes, absolutely. But I'm sure that everyone's very proud of all that she was able to accomplish.
1: Absolutely, um, you know,
0: she and she accomplished a lot. And she accomplished a lot. Yeah. So.
1: All right, folks, that's going to do it for another edition of Collect Me. We have our Facebook at Collect Me 7374. We got our email at Collect Me 7374 at gmail.com. Continue to listen, continue to subscribe. Um, we want to thank you once again for helping us get closer to that 300 mark. We're almost there. Little by little, I think we're going to be. Uh, uh, I. I'm hoping that once we reach the 300 mark that we're going to start to become more, not so much syndicated, but uh, shot out by the company that produces our show, which is Anchor. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the more listens you get, the more platforms you're on, the more they start to market you. Um, I never thought of this as something that I would want to be syndicated or to... To have people in New York listening to us and not even know who we are, but I would love
0: something like that to Absolutely. happen. Absolutely, well, I do because I want I want this to grow. I want this to be a great community for people to share their stories. So we can have more things to talk about. We want to know, you know, send us an email. What you want us to talk, you know, to discuss the topics. You know, we want this to be a community, a family. That's I mean, there are there are other shows, or I should say, other podcasts. That talk about baseball cards or just sporting cards in general, they're usually directed and driven by value and money in, and that's fine. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talk a little bit about See, that Sharon. too, but for us, for me and my brother, this is more of the passion side, the more yes. the collecting, yes. the father giving this to his son or the good stories that we read or how people started collecting comic books or whatever you come, you know, you collect. So, we want people to subscribe, please like us and it makes other people it makes it easier for other people to find our podcast. And so we can talk about your stories and we want to share your more of your stories here online and through the podcast.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to be coming up with another top five, uh, uh, that me and my brother can do. And we're also going to make it a contest again. Um, to give out gift cards and things like that to the winners who comes up with the best top fives. So if you have an, an idea for a top five that you want us to, to come up with, more than happy for you guys to share that on our Facebook page or, mm-hmm. our, or send us an email. Once again, uh, Facebook is uh, collect me at 7374 and our uh, Gmail account is uh, collectme7374 at, at gmail.com. So thank you guys again. Like I said, thank you very much for listening and subscribing. Once again, want to give a shout out to all the firemen out there trying to put out these fires and trying to save people's lives yep. and people's homes. Yes. Um. You know, you guys have our full support. Thank you for all the people who go out and volunteer. The Red Cross, first responders
0: and everybody. Yeah. Please vote. Please register to vote. Let's make a change this year. Uh, For those, you know, if you haven't registered yet, please vote. That's yeah. very important to me. That, that's my
1: brother's thing. I'm not big on voting. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will always agree to
0: disagree on that topic. All right. Other than that, I'll, I'll, we'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week and yep. share your stories with us.
1: And I hope you guys are enjoying the weather because the summer's almost over. Thank you very much. You have a good day. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.